In this video, we will be discussing the loss of loved ones and grief. If you are experiencing or have ever dealt with grief, please know you're not alone. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to episode six of After Duty Hours. As always, the disclaimer is that this podcast has no affiliation with Ramstein Air Base, U.S. military branches, or the U.S. government. Now, we have a very special guest with us today. We have Charmaine Kelly. That's me. We are so excited to have you. I mean, our, my team couldn't express how excited we were to, to have you on this podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I decided to turn this way just a little bit because, you know, I'm getting a little older, so I'm getting a little bit of a double chin, so I'm yeah. going to turn this way so they don't sit there and watch that the whole time. There we uh, go. Don't worry about that. I know my wife has told me a little bit about my sideways posture she's like why do you do this so much yeah. i'm like i yeah. don't know it's a gaming thing i yeah. don't know you got to get into you got to get into it get into it <laughs> yeah um so i want to ask what do you think about the podcast so far if you've seen a little bit of it so far so yes i actually did on the day of the opening of the den i got a chance to see it and i was like i was feeling that man i, I yeah. you guys are so professional like even you just too. shout out YouTube. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I mean, even watching you all built this from the ground up. I'm in here watching this. It's not too much. It's not too little. Like and and then look at this professional equipment. Like if you all could see what I see on the other side of this, you, you would be impressed too. And then just you all talking. I, I've seen some of um just one of your podcasts before, mm -hmm. and I'm like. This is pretty dope. I'm sure no one says dope anymore, yeah. you know. Hey, man, don't be uh, agreeing with that. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm almost 30, so I still... Oh, almost 30. Ooh. Yeah, close. Scary okay. close. Oh, my gosh, you're getting old. <laughs> um, so I know it's kind of still early, but this is a question we've started asking last episode. Okay. Is there anything that you would suggest or maybe change? I know it's kind of early to kind of, you know, change anything, but what, what would you like to see on the After Duty Hours podcast? Um... What would I like to see? What What do I think would be most beneficial? Um, I like the fact that you all aren't trying to be too scripted, right? right? Um, I, I can appreciate that, right? Uh, because the generation that we are catering to today, they want real talk. Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing. So you got to find that balance between real talk and being disrespectful, you know yes, what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I look at some of the things, I mean, I look at some of the things that some of our leaders are getting on their uh, Facebook pages and Instagram. I'm like, man, come on, we've gone too far, right? Yeah. Um, but it is a beauty uh, or a beautiful thing to be able to voice your opinion because that's how change comes, you know? So I, I'd ask that you all continue to be honest, have real talk, real conversations, things that are relatable to, mm -hmm. to anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we that's why we uh came up with the ROEs. I Damo um Reed was telling me, yeah, yeah try I to know, up, <laughs> try to come up with some ROEs. So we recorded the first episode. I mean, no one's ever going to see that episode. I saw it. Oh, well, I mean, that, <laughs> so the first episode wasn't actually the first episode. Oh. So we had to re-record. Uh-huh. Um and then he was like, you should probably uh, write some ROE, some rules of engagement of how we should handle ourselves on the podcast. And I I don't have you went through them, uh, hopefully. Uh, but I when I was going through it, I wanted people to because I know people have a lot to vent about. Yeah. You know, about their workspace. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to get too, too deep into it where it involved chain of command, because that's there are other resources you should probably exactly. use to do that. Exactly. But if it had to do with like. 
like if you were too stressed, you were dealing with, you know, overnight shifts too, too much, yeah. you know, 12 hour shifts. I mean, that's something that we can talk about, you know, how can we make you feel better or, you know, like just, you know, you're just kind of venting out. You're not blaming anybody, but you're just telling them it's tough work and what you're trying to do to, you know, get through it and whatnot. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think that that's important because uh, if you're dealing with that, whatever it is, I mean, it could be, you know, the fact that you've been on night shift for the whole two years that you've been on a, on, a, on an assignment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of not cool. Yeah. Like, I would want to yeah. know why I'm on that, that shift that long. You can't tell me that there are not other people in this unit that can't switch spots with me, yeah, right? Help um, each other. Help each other. Well, not, not only, no, that's where the leadership comes in. Mm-hmm. That's the leadership's responsibility because um, you got me on night shift for two years straight. Like, I want to enjoy Europe, too. You know yeah, what I'm that's saying? Where that's some, something to yeah. take into consideration. So, um, mm-hmm. but what I would say is, um, I mean, you can vent about it here all you want to, but I always tell people mm-hmm. that, like, in order to really uh, affect change, and or in order to really have the capability to be a part of the solution, you have to speak up to the people who are making, you know, uh, decisions. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't. That's what we call that bold leadership. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I I think when you're when you're doing it behind closed doors, it's too yeah. easy to do that. It's yeah. like just like on a keyboard. It's too easy to to be that keyboard warrior, right? But mm-hmm. when you're able to go to a keyboard leader, warrior. yeah, man, like <laughs> yes. But when you're able to go up to a leader and say, you know what, um, you know, with all, all due respect, well, you know, whenever people started like that, you know, they're about to get disrespectful, right? Mm-hmm. With all due respect, mm-hmm. but you know, just let your leadership know, communicate to your leadership, hey, this is something that has been going on. I'd like to enjoy Europe just like everyone else. Maybe not in those words, but mm-hmm. um, but definitely um, speak out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like I like people being able to vent, but there is a difference between yeah. venting for the sake of venting and venting um, for the sake of, and wanting change, yeah. right? Thank you for that. I'm pretty sure a lot of people need to hear that and and know how to deal with it yeah. in that way. But Charmaine Kelly, yep, Charmaine Kelly, yep. No, no, no. I was saying Charmaine Kelly. No, that's my name. No, okay. that's my whole name. No, you can call me Charmaine. Okay. I was just saying no, Charmaine Kelly. Yep. I'm okay. Like, yep, that's my name. I was gonna say I want to we like we do with every guest. I kind of want to start from the beginning, build okay. that foundation of you know your hometown. You know how you grew up and yep. you know growing up struggle. So if you if you can kind of just begin with you know your hometown and continue there. Yeah, man, I, I can't say that I had a um, struggle. I think I didn't have as much of a struggle because my mom did it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom graduated from high school on the fifth grade reading level. You know, she talks about how, and I remember us as a kid, man. She used to. Man, she used to get on my nerves with, hey, you're going to have your education, your education, education, your education is something that no one can take from you. Right. Mm. Um, I could not understand that at the time. Um, However, um, just watching her grind from from that fifth grade reading level to now me being able to call her Dr. Kathy Reardon Mitchum, like Mm. that just warms my heart because she could have easily stayed in that situation. She's the, um, you know, one of 19 children. And um, because of that, you know, like nobody was thinking about education. You know what I'm saying? We're thinking about how we're going to put food on this table. Right. Mm -hmm. And she could have easily stayed in that situation. But I got to watch her grind, grind, grind and um, just absolutely want the best for us. Make it happen. I saw her work extremely hard from like five in the morning until midnight. You know, um, 
that's kind of where I get my grind from. I'm like, we're going to yeah. work until we get this thing done. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at the same time, she found that balance to make sure that she was taking care of her family. We always have food on our table. Always home cooked food. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter what time she had gotten home. And so just so I wouldn't say that my life was rough, but it was only not rough because of the shoulders that I'm standing on. Mm-hmm. And that's hers. OK. Yeah. Man. Wow. That's a that's a pretty powerful story. And I think that's important to at, at least witness is like when you're going through that adversity of just like. You know, and being able to witness that yourself, yeah. and that could be a driving factor for you know yourself to yeah. to keep pushing. Um, very powerful story, and I congratulate your mother for oh, you know, yeah. absolutely. I mean, how many how many kids does she have? Or oh, it's so it's it, well, there were three of us. She had three children. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother Anthony, he um, went in the Navy, came home on leave, and when he came home on leave to see us, he was shot and killed. So uh, that was hard. That's still tough to deal with. That's still even tough for me to even talk about. He's actually the reason why I'm in the military. Um, I remember when we were um, writing his obituary. And as we were writing his obituary, um, it said on there, E2. And I was like, what is that? What's, a, what's an E2? And they were like, oh, it's, it's an a enlisted rank. I said, well, what was the highest he could go? And they said E9. And so at his funeral, I remember just leaning over his casket he had on his Navy uniform. And I leaned over and I said, Anthony, I'm going to finish your journey for you. So when people ask me, yeah, man, if that, when they asked me if I knew that I would be an E-9 one day, absolutely. Did I know that I would be a chief one day? Absolutely not. And the reason being is because I didn't know what a chief was until I met one. Man. Period. Um, man, I was going to tell you later down the line why you joined and yeah. how you joined and Man, that's really yeah. tragic. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. And, yeah. you know, kudos to you. I mean, that, I mean, to, to, to say that you finish his journey is just like, it's, it's very powerful. And, and I think, you know, we're, we, we're not going to get into it yet. Um, or we could, and that, because each episode we want to hit like a hard hitting topic that, you know, everyone can take from this podcast, like every podcast is different. You had one talking about, you know, starting a business, yeah. keeping consistency in the gym, um, the importance of well, not drinking and driving. That one. Yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> the, not the not drinking and driving yeah. one. I got that. Trust me. Yeah. I got, I, listen, <laughs> we're not doing that. You hear yeah, what I'm saying? No, we got too many. We got ADD. We got a, well, well, let me talk and, about that. Let me okay. talk about that. And more. Armed forces against drunk driving is not an Uber service. I have to put that out there. You know, I hear us talk about, oh, man, we picked up 566. That means that you cannot tell me that 566 people did not start out with a plan. A plan. Okay. We will have some people that will start out, uh, you know, actually have a plan. But we need to save that service for them. If you're walking out of the house and you're catching a train or a bus or getting somebody to drop you off at the club or the bar or wherever it is and like, yo, pass me that uh, AADD number, you know, so I can have it at the end of the night. That is not what that that program is for. You know what I'm saying? That's not what that's for. And we're taking up spaces, you know, for the people who really, really need it, you know. But anyway, you weren't talking about that. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think that's a (laughs) I mean, I know Amanda would appreciate that. Um, I actually took home like 311 people home. And and then it was I mean, I'm not going to say any names, but there were repeated like I see what she was coming from. Like, it's 
it's supposed to be a the plan B after plan A has failed. It's not supposed to be plan A. Right. And you'd be surprised there <laughs> there are some people that are trying to use this as a taxi service. Oh, too. I know, I know, because I know how expensive the taxi services yeah, are. Yeah, right? they were like, I was like, Ramstein to K Town, and like it was near all the bars and. Amanda was like, absolutely not. I got it, man. <laughs> I, I get it, man. I know. And like those taxi services are expensive, extremely expensive. But something that we've done, we've asked, you know, to see if we could partner with the taxi services to see if we can get some type of discount or, you know, some kind of partnership between them and, mm-hmm. and one of our agencies on on the installation. Like we've been looking for ways to, to help out. But in the meantime, like we got uh, I don't mean to put a plug in, but we got like heroes that's open now. They got some pretty decent food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you have to go to a bar and you live on base, mm-hmm. like utilize that service. And if you are off base, like, come on, y'all, let's start coming up with a plan. Yeah. Yes. Most definitely. Those were very tough nights for me. And, you know, I just did my best to yeah. to kind of, you know, do what I signed up for yeah. was to help anybody who, you know, whatever call came through, I was going to help them. Yeah. Whether it was like 555 and that's happened so many times. Yeah. Um, appreciate you. Thank you. Seriously, appreciate you. I've heard about you, by the way. Oh, I've really? heard about you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm like, man, he is, he's out there grinding. And, and the thing about what you're doing, you're not doing it for show or for anybody to know that mm-hmm. you're doing this. Like, uh, when people are out there and, and they're doing things because they love to do it, trust me, everybody at the highest of the highest level will hear about it because you're doing it because you love to do it. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? I got... I got really good at staying up too. Yeah, don't and, do that. You gotta I take think, care of yourself. Well, I mean, now I'm I'm sleeping at a good time now, but yeah. I, it's like I adapted to stay up because that was the that's the toughest thing about that. Yeah, some people fall asleep while on the job. Come on. Um, and like I don't blame them. It is yeah. tough work to stay up until like four a.m. because you're 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 moving and moving and moving. But yeah, I just I just love to do it, and at some point. People started remembering me when I picked them up, and like that people, means they're using the service too much. Yes, but it it kind of it made me feel like I don't know. It made me feel like I had purpose. purpose. Yeah, and I was like, you know, people in the chat were like, "Hey, people were asking for floors over here," and I was, and I was like, "They're requesting rides now." Oh, they're cutting up. <laughs> and I was like, "We know." Listen to me. If you're requesting a ride up front before I'm you off, go guys. out. He's off on every third Saturday. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but before we get into that hard-hitting topic, okay. I want to continue with, you know, just... Uh, so you're leaving soon, right? Yes. In Germany? Yes, I'll be Can- out of here on uh, July 20th. So we got you right we got, at the door. Got, so, got me on the, yeah, on when we heard out. about that, we're like, oh, snap, this needs yeah. to happen right now. Yeah, so no, we're, we're glad that it happened. Thank you. If we want to hear where you traveled okay. around here in okay. Europe, Okay. And what are your three favorite places and why? Okay. Um, so I'll talk about uh, both myself and my family because there were times where my husband and my um, youngest daughter, because that's, that's all who's here with me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my oldest son. He's uh, Luke. He's down there in Texas. Hey, Luke. And uh, my daughter, Kenzie. Yeah, shout she, out, Texas. Shout out. Come on. <laughs> everything's bigger and better in Texas. You know what uh, I'm saying? Buckies. Come on. Well, yeah, Buckies. I tell you. They have an amazing story, but I, okay. Okay. Uh, my daughter, Kenzie, 22, and then I have a 14-year-old daughter, 15 now. She just turned 15 last month. But anyway, she's in the house with um, Olin and myself. I know everybody around this base knows my husband. Um, but uh, so we've had an opportunity to, of course, Paris. Everybody goes to Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, London. 
um, Croatia, Switzerland, um, Belgium, uh, Amsterdam. No, not that part. Um, and then one or two other places. So my fav- absolute favorite has been Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to go snowboarding. And uh, I'm like, man, I kind of I like this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but this weekend for Juneteenth, I was like, hmm, what better place for me to be than Africa? So yeah. my family and I are headed to Egypt for um, this four-day weekend. And um, th- that's exciting because I've never been on the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, to have an opportunity to go there and um, experience some of the things that you only get to see on television yeah. is just amazing, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't been to too many places yet. I mean, we first got here during OAR and COVID yeah. period, uh-huh. so we didn't do too much traveling. My my wife has done some traveling. We've met some great people here. Okay. Um, so she has traveled with them, um, and I stayed behind. Um, but I think I went to the Netherlands as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, let's see where else I went. Pretty. I mean, I love Spain. I think I mentioned okay. that before, so I went to Spain too. But back to you on your favorite place, snowboarding. Yeah. So was that your first time yes. or that how was many times? That was you, my first time. Yeah. And um, cause, because my daughter, she's gone a couple mm-hmm. times with one of her friends. And um, so she talked me into it. And I'm like, you know what? I need to just live life. And I did it. And I fell. And I got back up. And I fell. And I got back up. But yeah. you know what? I just kept trying. Yeah. Just did you ever, like, like get the hang of it to where you were, like, going for a good, like, 30, no. 40? No. No. <laughs> no. I took that one last plunge where my leg was this way. My body was this way and that way. I was like, yeah. come get me. <laughs> yeah. It's time to wrap it up. But I did let my daughter continue to do it. It was I, a blast. I think the scenery there would, I mean, how did it look over there? Oh. The mountains, like, kind of in the background where you could see, too, like, breathtaking yeah like nothing i've ever seen before in my life yeah i've ne- I've never seen anything like that and i've seen some very beautiful things because i love water i love any anywhere um any place near like a lake or mm-hmm. a beach or any of that and um to see that i mean that was like something i had never seen in my life you know yeah. I was coming from columbia south carolina like i never in the middle because Here's the thing. Remember I told you how hard my mom worked? She worked mm-hmm. extremely hard so that she could put me through private school. And so uh, my mom was making enough money for me to go to that school. And it was one of the top line schools, right? Mm-hmm. Which meant we didn't have a whole lot of money to, to go and do some of the other things that those yeah. the kids at that school would get to. And they would come back and they would be like, yeah, my mom and I, we went to Switzerland <laughs> over the spring break. Or they'll come back, we went to Ireland or whatever. And I would be like, we went to my grandma's house and, yeah. you know, she cooked, you know. and Which I, is still good times. Which is still a good time, <laughs> but it wasn't Switzerland, right? Yeah. Um, but what I would do to be able to have that time with my grandma again. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, but to hear those kids talk about that, never in a million years that I think that I would be that kid, you know? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I, now I, I, we're going to Spain again, but we're going to a different, yeah. uh, we're going to Barcelona this time. Very nice. But you're kind of convincing me to try Switzerland. <laughs> wait wait until you can go, can go skiing and everything, though. Okay. Wait till the mountains are, mm-hmm. you know, filled with snow. and. So my wife is expecting this okay. is going to be my first child. <laughs> So that's January 9th, they said that. Yeah. Um, so she's going to be 
very pregnant, I guess, so by I that time. I don't recommend that. Yeah, and, but we, this is our last year. I, okay. my is, mine is uh, March 2024. Okay. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe she could, I don't know. Maybe it's too cold. I don't know. We'll talk about it, but that's something that I would want to experience, too. I mean, I'd probably drop the ball of doing as much traveling as I yeah. should have done here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's me and my wife. We got to experience what we got to experience. Yeah, and then man. we just keep moving forward from there. Yeah. Um, and what's cool is it doesn't matter what you've done in the past or have not done in the past. The only thing that matters is what you decide to do from here on out. And that's period. That's life, mm-hmm. period. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. even bigger than traveling. So yeah. you're that, good, man. That's that same mentality I really try to have with, you know, even before my wife was pregnant, I was preparing myself to be a you know financially ready and in that position to be a father because i was like man like if if i'm struggling to give my wife that time in the volunteering and stuff how am i going to do my wife and the the child so it's stuff that i have time to adapt to now Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to take as some stuff out my plate and just kind of keep it strictly the podcast yes um but you know that's that's that mentality i'm trying to have is you know what I got now and I'm, I'm going to keep trying to do better than yesterday. Yeah. Let me say something to that, though. I heard something that you said. You said something about volunteering and you're going to stick to doing the podcast. You know, I was telling somebody the other day that, um, you know, we are really not looking for the airman of the, the volunteer of the millennium. Like, like that's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, find that one thing that you really, truly are passionate about, that mm. one thing that you absolutely love doing and do that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And do that. Like, you know, there's nothing worse than somebody who's always gone from their job because they're trying to volunteer for everything. There's not even enough room on the new EPBs for you to even put all of that volunteer work anyway. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So, like... <laughs> Let's figure this thing out. We we have some things that we really need to be focused on um, right now uh, with our job, with our mission and all mm-hmm. of that good stuff. So take care of that first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when I take care of that first, when it comes to the Air Force mm-hmm. and then do that, that, you know, that thing that you love. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, you want to take care, make sure that you have a peace of mind. You're taking care of yourself. And then, you know. From there, you need to make sure you're taking care of your family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, when you hang up this third thing, this military service that we're doing, which I'm appreciative of everybody's service, but when you hang that up, this is still going to be there, and you're still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's the hope, right? Yeah. Because this will still go on. Mm-hmm. That's Thank how you. I feel. Yeah, man. You you have a lot of uh, of great things that I can appreciate you saying and and that's why one of the reasons we wanted to invite you on yeah. is because if we are attracting maybe an audience that doesn't go to your page and watch your share a cola or yeah. any, anything, they can they can hear it here. Mm-hmm. Um, some some great advice. I mean, that's something that I needed to hear the previous year. Whenever um... you can say it, go ahead, man. It's okay. all good. Well, it was like I was I was just volunteering a lot, and I was you know, not in my job as much as I should have been. Okay. And it was just something that I needed to learn, and I did learn it. Um, hence why I fell in love with AADD, because I didn't have to worry about volunteering during the work hours. I just, you know, once the weekend came, I was like, all right, I did my job. Now it's time to go volunteer for 
you know, ADD and, and, and have fun. Um, so that's how I kind of adapted in that way instead of like, you know, because I was the Booster Club president. Mm -hmm. So my intention was always like having to do something during the job. And then it, it just, it came down to where I had to, to learn how to manage my time. Mm -hmm. So that was a good lesson for me. And, and, and I, I back you in, in saying that, you know, there is there could be that one thing that that you volunteer for and you love and that is enough that's enough man that's enough because um yeah that's enough yeah um last question let me see oh well i want to get into the so after duty hours i explained before how we try to you know get a topic that we can deeply discuss that could be beneficial for someone to, you know, if they're hearing, need something, you know, need to hear it. Like even us as a reminder, everyone sitting in this room. Okay. Um, I did watch a bunch of your share colas. Okay. Um, I don't have any colas. That's okay. <laughs> Cause I only have one left. Cause I have my name on them and I only have one left and, uh, my boss doesn't know it yet, but mm -hmm. uh, my last share of cola, and, and I'm retiring, that um, will be with him on my way out. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. yeah we you, got waters, though. You got water? <laughs> oh, we're about, to share, we're about to share a drink? Okay. I mean, you got yours okay. if you want. And and my exec over there, Bree, she's looking like, mm-hmm, that's what she needs anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I'll kind of explain later. Oh, you just got to. Really, you need help. Oh, wait, just like in years, remember I opened it as the host. And yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got to do the whole experience, right? You got to do it like I do with the little opener and everything. There right, we that go. That should be, I don't want to put my whole fingers Thank, on it, but it should be. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I remember uh, you traded. Yeah, man. After. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Refreshing. Yeah, I need that. Y'all got some flavor to pour in it? I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... I was wanting to do the the cola. Yeah, no. But I don't the... I don't drink like uh, anything other than water. Yeah, yeah. And uh I don't eat candy and I don't eat chips. I oh, haven't done man. that since my birthday in October and I'm trying to go a whole year without doing it. Oh man, that's so Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I was like I was talking to my wife, I was like, Man, you know, should I should I share a cola with her? No. And then, like, spit it on the side, I guess. I don't know. Just for flavor. But uh, yeah. <laughs> just no, mouthwash it and then spit it out. I was like, oh, that's good. Don't but, compromise uh, who you are, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, water. So the back to share a cola. Okay. I remember, I don't remember the name you talked to. He was a major, but he talked yeah. about his mother yep. passing away in a shooting. Yep. And you briefly mentioned um, that your father passed away. Yeah. Um, so I hope it's okay. But we, you can talk about whatever you want. It's so, um, I wanted to say in your share cola talk, you had mentioned that your father has passed away. Do you mind sharing with us a little about that time and how you were dealing with the whole situation? Yeah, man. Um, that's still tough. That's really tough because, um, that actually happened. I did not do a good job. Let me say that, uh, with my self recovery. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Uh, whatever the technical term is or the professional term, I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm saying with my self recovery, I did not do a good job. I think we buried my dad on 
Tuesday and I flew out and took the seat as the command chief here on that Thursday. But what I can tell you about that is, uh, well, before I tell you that, um, uh, I had posted something on my page about um, ego. I believe that they have that ego checkout or check out. Um, it's through the installation resiliency office. And um, it's an opportunity for you to identify if you're an alcoholic. My dad knew he was an alcoholic. My dad's been drinking since he was a young teenager, right? And um, I remember him being in the hospital at one point, and I'm like, Dad, man, like, don't you want to be here for your grandkids, and don't you want to do this and that or whatever? Um, but not realizing at the time that, you know, alcoholism is, that's a disease. Um, and just like any other addiction, whether it be to something as small as gaming, you I know, was just about to say <laughs> you know, well, I, I mean, I ain't many stuff on any toes or no. anything. But what I'm saying is like, you know, where we look at other people's addiction, we and we may have our own. Right. Mm -hmm. It's and like that Kanye song, if you remember it. Which one? Uh, I, it was one of his earliest albums. He says uh, it's like uh, addiction to cars, money. Yes. Women. You yes. know what I'm talking about? Yes. Early Kanye. Yeah, early yeah, Kanye. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I like to early <laughs> Kanye. I, I, I listen to early Kanye while yeah. I'm cleaning up, man. Um, but yeah, no, so my dad, you know, he, he was an alcoholic. He ended up ultimately, uh, so I out-processed um, Charleston, uh, the 437th, as the command mm -hmm. chief there. And I out-processed, and the day that I out-processed, I got a phone call, said, your dad said his stomach is hurting. We're going to take him to the hospital. I said, okay, no problem, because I'm in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I'll just drive there, go see him. I drive there, and um, my stepmom said, hey, they're going to let you in the hospital. You know, it was during COVID, so they weren't letting people in there. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. They escorted me up there to my dad, and I'll never forget. My dad had the biggest smile on his face like I've never seen before, and I could see it to this day in my, like, I can just see it in my head. Some days, you know, I know that that smile should make me happy, but some days it kind of torments me a little bit yeah. just because I just keep seeing it. Yeah. Anyway, I came around the corner. I had on my uniform. I literally had just out-processed, and then the doctor comes in, and he says, uh, y'all know what's going on? And we were like, uh, yeah, he needs to stop drinking. They said, no, he's got about two weeks to live. And in that moment, he's still young, you know, and so in that moment, I mean, I'm, I'm just standing there because, you know, you never think that that's going to happen to you. And yeah, uh, exactly. Um, and so, you know, we stayed there and then we buried him on that Tuesday. I came here, um, which was, you know, because I'm like, oh, this team needs me. This team needs me. Came here, rushed here. And before you know it, the next four day holiday that came up when I wasn't grinding, mm -hmm. you know, because I hit the ground running. Um, and when I wasn't grinding, I found myself balled up on my kitchen floor and no one knew it. Like, just, I mean, bawling. Like, bawling because I just didn't give myself time to heal. And then another time I was at the dental clinic and an airman was taking care of me and I was looking at her and she was talking, but I could not hear her. Mm -hmm. Because in that moment, like, just the sadness just came over me. And then it kind of clicked to me like, okay, that airman does not want that. That's not what, you know, this airman is excited to see you. They don't want that, you know. And in that moment, I had to package myself back up and, and move it to the side or whatever. And, like, and then I got back to my office and Miss Fisher was there or whatever. And I just fell on her on her shoulders and just started bawling. But I'll say all of that because I did not give myself time to recover. I did mm -hmm. not give myself the time that I needed to heal. Um, you know, and, and I'll say this also, if your family member has an addiction, I need you to go look it up, 
Find out how it is that you can help them because telling them to stop, that's not it. You know what I'm saying? Like telling them to stop, that's that's just not it, you know. Um, but, yeah, that was, yeah, that was not cool. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, whenever you said you weren't kind of um, prepared in, in a way, um what do you, can you kind of expand on yeah. what you mean by that? Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, I was just talking to my best friend the other day, you know, like I did not take the time because I remember us sitting there. We had gotten him back home because we didn't want his hospice to be in the hospital because at the time you couldn't go visit. Yeah. So we were like, just bring him to the house. And so we took him home. And I remember, you know, not wanting to say anything negative, you know, or, you know, because in my head I still was believing like, oh, man, yeah. he's going to recover. He's going to re- or I yeah. don't want to speak negative things over him. You know, instead of me taking that time, uh, instead of me taking that time to say, you know what, Dad, you've been an amazing dad, you know, yeah, or slow down, slow and down, realize yeah. the situation. Yes. Or, or just take the time to acknowledge what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is happening. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have the the discussion today is like i mean i know it gets deep when we talk about death but there was a point in time where i thought my grandma was gonna live forever yeah and i was already out of (laughs) high school yeah and i was thinking like that Mm -hmm. and then long behold it happened and that's a story i want to share later um but i kind of wanted to get into the kind of we can tie this in of how you know you took the time to talk to your dad in those moments you know and appreciate what he's done and you know just kind of make him feel good yeah um in my experience i've never done a good job with contacting my parents my wife holds me accountable by always uh talking with both my parents and and her almost every day so it's like i come home and she's on the phone it's not that i stray away but it's like you know she does a good job of contacting them which you know allows me to talk to them Mm mm-hmm um, this helps remind me remind me that I should enjoy every little time that I have with them. Yeah. Most active duty members and spouses lose so much time with family, especially those who are overseas. I'm not saying everyone neglects this time, but sending a text or a phone call never seems to be an easy task for most. What do you think that most people? No. What do you think that most people struggle with uh, to keep contact? Uh, with their loved ones. Why do you think that is? Like- Why? Uh, because we always think that we have more time. Yeah. That's what I think. I see. Um, so on my daughter's phone the other day, uh, it wrong and it said dad. And it, it's exactly the same because it's the exact same phone. So when I saw that, I, it reminded me of when my phone would ring and it would say dad. Yeah. And I would push um, the red button. Because I would think, oh, I'll call him back. Yeah. I'll give him a call back. Knowing that, I mean, in that moment, like, how, what would it have hurt just to hear his voice and let him hear mine? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even I'll call you back. Or I'll call you back, Dad. You know, like, come on. Nobody's that important. <laughs> Nothing is that important that you cannot take the time. Push that green button and, and, and say, hey, you doing okay? Okay, let me give you a call back. Because tomorrow is not promised to anybody. Right. And so all of these days where you're like, so now when my mom calls, I'm pushing that green button. I don't care if it's in the middle of the night because I do have to keep telling her that there is a time difference. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I do. I'll I'll push that green button like, Mom, you good? I mean, like everything. okay? Okay, let me call you back in the morning. Love you. You know what I'm saying? Because you just never know when that last time is going to be, you know. Um, Yeah. 
because they didn't ask for you. I, I love that so many of us are serving our country and we're giving that time, uh, that time to oh. our country, right? I love that, and, and I appreciate your service and everything. But you do need to make sure that, like, you, you, you got to take time for your family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think so the pie chart of why I do this podcast is many things, but one of them is new, uh, and it's my dad. Yeah. He says, I love listening to your podcast. Oh. He says, it's like, it's like, you're talking with me mm. like he's listening to yeah. you know it's like i'm talking and he's just listening what i have to say and that's how he's keeping up with me yeah um so I that if that. you're listening which i know what's you, your dad's you would, name renee flores the same as renee me but he's, he's senior <laughs> okay senior all right renee flores senior thank you for that affirmation i love yeah. that so i mean i'm ashamed because i do it too like like i won't text my mom or my dad until maybe i need something mm. and it's it's not that i don't love them but i don't know why that happens and like i i tell them you know that i do love them and i do miss them but is my my words enough and i feel like you know that's why i needed to have this episode to yeah. kind of release and and say something that way when i hear myself when i watch this episode i can be like man i need something needs to change because it's it's a tick, ticking clock if we're going by age you know you know i may not have that much time with them anymore they're i mean you got 1967 and 1966 that's when they were born so they're they're getting older and they're about to get to their time where they retire um and i do want to retire in the military i want to do my 20 years maybe even more it just depends on the situation but in that time, I look 16 more years in the future, and I'm like, where will my parents be? And in looking of where my parents will be, you know, what I'm going to be doing this whole time in the military, I'm going to be serving. Who knows? I could be on this part of the world, this part of the world, this part of the world, you know, losing that valuable time. And you're right. There isn't enough time because I feel like even if you're 100% invested in your parents and your family and you're always uh, texting them, calling them, when that time does happen, regardless, you'll still feel like it was it wasn't enough. So I feel like if even if you don't put time in it now, you know, it's gonna be even worse that you you didn't you weren't investing that time of calling them, checking up on them, having conversations, you know, at, and telling them, you know, how are you doing, what are you doing, how have you been, how's mom, how's the how's the the cats at home, or like something, you know, just just to keep up with them cuz i my mom always you know is talking to my wife and you know she's always saying that she misses me and you know i hear that and i'm just like you know i see her little gray hairs coming out and you know it it's it's really hard it, it really is and you know <laughs> sorry i didn't expect for this to happen but i'm just I'm glad they supported me in, in the times that they did, them and my my sisters, because I was going through a rough time. I mean, I joined in when I was 24, and I was living paycheck to paycheck, and, you know, they would help me when I needed it. My dad told me to join the Air Force, and, you know, it took a year, 
because I, I, my leg was broken, so I had to get, you know, a waiver for that. And there was a point of time where I was jobless, you know, living at my mom's house when I was 24. And I'm just like, man, I feel so worthless. Like, my sisters are an A&M electrical engineer and U of H business marketing. They got their careers and they're making more money than my parents. And meanwhile, I'm, I saw myself as the failure. But they supported me through it all. And, you know, I told them in my last note at BMT that I was going to focus on finishing this out and this will be my last letter. And, you know, that I went through a dark time and I appreciate everything that they did for me. So I, I say this, um, hoping that they listen to this. And if I don't express it enough, that they hold on to this clip, video, whatever. And this is how I truly feel. So I appreciate you sharing your story. Mm -hmm. And I think this is very important for people to hear because there could be like 19-year-old airmen that lose their mother at 45 last week. They take their e-leave. You know, they grieve through it. They're with their family, but then they got to come back eventually. Yeah, and at that point, yeah, it was that wasn't enough time. How are they going to get through it now? What what kind of resources are they going to have? You know, do they have any friends? What if they don't have any friends? And so, like, I want people to hear your story, hear my story on this podcast. And at the end of this podcast, and if they do have parents that are still with us. You know, after listening, I want them, I want this to impact them so much where they are like, I want to call my dad. I want to call my mom. Yeah, man. So that's why we're doing this episode, talking about this tough subject of dealing with loss. Yeah. Um, and your story with your brother joining and it, it's, you're here today. You got through it and you, you, you achieved so much. And we want to say thank you because even though we don't know you on a personal level, that's what this podcast is, is we're bridging that gap human to human. Yeah, man. At the end of the day, I'm Renee, you're Charmaine. Charmaine. Mm -hmm. And that's why in the ROEs, I, I just wanted to, when people see you out in the street, maybe in the last couple of days here and you're in civvies, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they can, they can, they don't feel timid, intimidated to speak with you. Yeah. Um, I kind of bridged off really far. No, but, it's all good, man. It's all good. It's um, all good. So. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually would share a, a story later about my grandma, but before we get into it, you know, I'm not too familiar with some of the resources we may have to deal with this kind of stuff because um, my family's very close, yeah. but not everyone is in my predicament. Um so do you know of any resources an airman could use yes. if they're struggling with dealing with, you know, a loss of their mother, father, brother, sister? Yeah, let me tell you something that really helped me. We uh, started a chat with um, where we, it was because a lot of people are um, we know that we don't have the mental health um, um, providers the enough for the number of people who are being seen, right? Uh, but what we also know is that there are other means. Um, they have uh, group group counselings that people can go to. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I, I I'd say something that helped me was Life Talk. We started doing we started doing um, Life Talk where it's just a group of people that gets together and just talk. 
there there are like you could be going through what you're going through. I could be going through what I'm going through, her something else, him something else. And it didn't matter. It was just people coming there and just talking. And I'm going to tell you, like, and I didn't care what the rank was. Um, we didn't use any names in there. And I'm truly hoping that we're able to slide that over to the den, actually, um, and and start, you know, bringing that from over at the MFRC over to the den so that airmen can have a space where they can talk to other people Network, who are going through out. that. There you yeah. go. Right. And, you know, just a set time. Hey, this is our time for us to come here and we could talk about whatever, whatever it is that we, <laughs> excuse me, that we want to talk about, you know what I'm saying? And get that out of the way. Cause I mean, I was in there boohoo, snotting, crying. I didn't care who was in there. Cause I started talking about my dad because I needed that. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't care who was in the room, but I needed that. And that wasn't even professionals that were in there. It was just one human being to another human being like you and I are in here talking right now, you know, because you never know who's dealing with what you're dealing yeah, with. Exactly. Right? Um, and we all, you know, we deal with our things differently. But even we even had some people that came in there and they wouldn't say absolutely anything. But it helped them because yeah. they were there and they realized that they're not alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's. That's uh, kind of wanted I, where I wanted to get at is just like, you know, those who are listening, you know, you're in, you're not alone. We we've all dealt with that, and you know, l look out to your peers yeah, and, and and to those peers that are not dealing with this at the moment, you know, you know, look after them as well. Make sure that they're okay, because yeah. that's the mentality that I kind of changed into. You know, I started instead of so there was an airman. That was, this is a ridiculously short story, but, you know, I wanted to ask why this airman was late for like the third time this week. Uh, but instead of, you know, being upset with him, I just kind of said, hey, man, you're good. You Like, you've been showing up late. Like, are you sleeping good? What time are you going to sleep? Yeah, man. And like, it was crazy because I remember, uh, th <laughs> this is a throwback to BMT. I don't know if they showed this video, but it was... Um, Dang, what were those videos called? Whenever it was a what now airman? Yeah, there was this what now airman about this girl showing late all the time, and then it turns out she was being blackmailed. But at the lower rank, they were people were like, "Why is she always late? Like the the supervisor always allows her to come late and whatever." And so they were looking at it straightforward of what it was. And so I, I don't know how, but I thought about that, and I was like, I should be asking this airman. Is he okay? And he said, like, he's having trouble sleeping. I said, well, you should probably go to medical, you know, call medical, schedule appointment. Now, I'm in no leadership position, but, I mean, he he's he's a peer. So, like, I was I just you. like, um, so that's my advice to, you know, people who are out there is, you know, look out for one, one another. And that's, again, why this podcast is here because it's like, one thing that we have in common is we're all in the military and especially those who are stationed here. We're all in here in Germany together and possibility everyone has left something behind in the States, whether it be family, um, anything. Um, so get to know, uh, get to know one, uh, one another and the den is open now. And so you don't have to travel very far. You can just, you know, hang out here, see who's here and get to know people. It's the, it's the best way. I mean, honestly, this, I went to college for a little bit. This, it kind of feels like college. If I was a, a dorm airman, I was like, man, this 
just feels like college. This is, this is the spot, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The den is the spot, man. This yeah. is where it is. And I'm telling you, you all yeah, take, advantage, ma- of take advantage of it. Yeah. Lots of hard work went into this. Um, um, I'll tell you, um, all airmen, you know, they airmen, they, they you know, got, they um, built it for them, by them. They got the sponsorship. They work with contracting. They they did this, right? Yeah. So, like, be a part. Be they, they wanted to be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be a part of the change, right? Yeah. There was something that you had made mention a little bit earlier when you said um, that um, something about people in the workstations um, being there for each other, right? Yeah. And I'm like, man, and it was something else that you had said about it, but I'm like, you know... Um, you have those people in the workstation that aren't there for each other and just being there as a, just to complain. I call that yeah, yeah. pigeon-like behavior, yeah. right? Um, and so I'm like, come on, rise up. Rise yeah. up. It's, it's time for us to be eagles. Find your other eagles. And if that is in the den, come to the den, man, because the, the, the people here are trying to do big things, go places, you know, big dreams, um, or just find some people of likeness. You know what I'm saying? Come up out yeah. of those dorms. Yeah. yeah. You you probably meet your best friend here. I mean, yeah. a lot of people have stories about always having a best friend. Um, but I wanted to share. No, I won't get. I'll try to share it effectively. My wife is always in my head whenever I share stories. She's like, bro, you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my grandma on my mom's side. Now, I didn't know my dad's side too well okay. and he kind of grew up in a struggle as well but he he is what he has achieved now is he he set his mind to it i mean he worked for oak farms do you remember oak farms mm-hmm. um ice cream milk like that company oak farms that's Maybe. before my time yeah how old did you say you are i'm 27 27 yeah that's before my time oh He's like, yeah, right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you I, for mean, I was trying to do quick math. I see you trying to do quick math. He's doing too. quick math. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oak Farms. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad used to work there. He worked his way up to Huntsman. The it's like this company. Um, I can't say it's like a chemical company where they. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I still don't know what you do, but he shows me so, some things. What he does, he he like puts vials into like machines and they spin around. And, okay. Like, so he he's somewhat as a chemical engineer without going to college. Gotcha. So it's it's pretty cool to see, and I'm I'm very happy that you know I'm pretty impressed that you know that's what his his thing is, and he's he's good at it. So, yeah. um, but back to see that's what I'm talking about. How I that's all good. Say right what you want to <laughs> say. Get it I out. Like, Go ahead. <laughs> So my grandma, you know, what she would do is she would hug me before, because I went to PVMU. So she, I'm What's not that, that uh, that's Prairie View A&M University. Okay. It's a, it's a HBCU outside okay. of Houston, Texas. It's like an hour away. It's, it's kind of on the way to College Station where Texas A&M is, okay. but it's like halfway. So I'm a drive home away, like hour and 30 minutes. So I can come home if I want, but that, you know, gas is not something that I wanted to spend uh, but my grandma, I remember this one time she hugged me and she, you know, she was crying instantly and she says, I'm going to miss you. And I was like, Grandma, I'm just going to college. And that's what I was saying. I had this mentality, you know, when I finish college, you know, like I'll be back at home. You know, I had that mentality that she was going to live forever. And 
Um, I think it was my sophomore year. No, it was my junior year. Um, still behind in credits because I was irresponsible. Um, but it was my fifth semester. So by November, I got a phone call that grandma had a stroke um, and that she was in the hospital. You know, I was like, oh, man. Okay. So I get home. You know, I ended up dropping out of college. Um, so that was my last semester. So after December, I was home, you know, I was just home. And I ended up, you know, getting a job at Chick-fil-A at the terminal. Um, at one point, my grandma was fine. She came home from the uh, the hospital maybe like a week later after that happened. And then it was that night. Everybody was still around, you know, we all came home. I'm talking about, like, her sister, my grandma's sisters. You know, there was a good amount of people, like 20 people at our house, you know, bringing her home. And, you know, we're all kind of excited. And immediately after a little bit, she had another stroke there. And she was, I mean, she she was completely normal before that. And it was like, even then I had a chance to, you know, like, talk to her, comfort her, but, you know, like, I was just hanging out with everybody else, and, you know, everybody who was surrounding her was surrounding her, so, um, she went back to the hospital, but this was the last time she spoke hmm. and moved, so she was in hospice care for almost a year before she passed away, and I can't express that the love I saw from my mom, like, Again, you had to be there to see it, just like with you witnessing your mom working really hard to give you the career or push her children forward. This was the love I've never seen before. Um, and then I figured out what love was, is sacrificing your, yourself to serve others. Um, so she, she came home. My mom became a full-on nurse. She got her job she's in the mortgage company so she got to work at home and so she was working at home and then in the other room in the living room she she was caring for my grandma she was washing her bathing her feeding her you know like everything that she needed to do um and meanwhile i'm at home now because i'm not going to college um i got I, I was still blind to it and I still got caught up. I was like almost denying that it was happening. And then I got caught up with, you know, surrounding myself uh, with my friends. Um, I wouldn't say in a too too bad environment, but the house I used to stay at at Prairie View A&M, there was still, a, you know, a place for me to stay there if I wanted to. So I would drive to the airport in Houston and I would work until maybe 10 p.m. And then I would drive to... Um, PVMU, so I'd get there around midnight. I'd hang out there all night. I'd wake up, go to work. So I'd drive an hour to get to work. And then my mom was like, why are you always going over there? And it, I mean, it was just, I wouldn't say, my those are still good. Uh, one of them is still a good friend of mine. And I wouldn't say he's a bad influence, but um, we were just going through some stuff. We were just, uh, we were working out, just, you know, kind of ignoring the world and doing our own thing. Um, and by the end of it, before I got hired at the Chick-fil-A, I told them that my grandma was in, in hospice and that she could probably pass at any given moment. Hmm. Um, and then I want to say, like I said, it was a year later. <laughs> um, well, it was a couple months down there. Now this is a really low point in my life and, and I hope nobody really holds this accountable to me. 
um, especially to family members that didn't know this about me. Um, but I lied and I, and I cried at my job because I was sick and tired of working and I just wanted to hang out for longer than what I did. Since it driving consumed most of the time of the hangout, I was like, I want to go there right now. And so towards the beginning of the shift, I, you know, I was saying that my grandma passed away and I was on the phone and I don't, I fought tears out of me and then I got released home and immediately I went to back to PVMU and down around that area. And, you know, I look at myself and I was like, man, it was pitiful because it's like my mom is doing so much for my grandma, for her mother, loving her so much. And I'm over here lying about it just so I can give more me time. And that's what I wanted to say is like that regret I feel now is just insane because it's like I don't remember the last conversation I had with my grandma. I can't say I'm sorry. And it, it just sucks. I remember the moment she pa she was she was passing. My mom was like, Grandma's not breathing. Me and my sister, we were watching something in the living room. And when my mom was saying that, you know, my gra grandma's, something's happening. And I literally got up and went to my mom's room to get away from it. Because, one, I was scared what was happening right there. Mm -hmm. And then, I guess, too, it was like, why wasn't I there for my mom? And then the nurse came like right at the good, uh, the right time to be there for my mom. Um, and then later on, my sister comes. She's like, "Grandma passed, Renee," and I was like, "Man, like everything just came back rushing to me." It's just like I felt ashamed for what I knew of what I was doing behind my mom and my family's back and treating the situation that my grandma was dying. And I was lying to do what I wanted to do. I was using the the money that that my mom would give me and my grandma would give me for for other things instead of what they intended me to have them for. And I don't know. It took me a while to kind of forgive myself. And I, and I believe I did open up to my mom and my dad about this situation. And I've opened up to a few people here about uh, this situation too. Maybe this is the first time my friends are hearing it right now, but... That was 2017. Um, I went through kind of a change. Um, but any, I, I mean, it's, I don't know how that story kind of, well, I want that story to mean something to where it's like, if you, please don't make the same mistake I did in neglecting that time. And you've mentioned it too, is, you know, realize the situation, accept reality and appreciate the situation at hand. And, and if, cause my grandma couldn't hear or talk anything. So it's like, but my mom was still talking to her and everyone was still talk to her. I'm like, I don't even know if she can hear us, but I had that wrong, I had that wrong mindset. So just, just please understand that death is reality and please appreciate the the time that you have with your loved ones that are there for you um, if your relationship is good with them. Um, I know 
you love the ver uh, word resiliency and it's not a buzzword, but it's a mindset. Um, how can we get that mindset and what advice, advice could you pass on to others preparing yourself when someone is passing? Um, the first thing that I would say, just to go back to what you said just now, uh, number one, you have to forgive yourself, you know, uh, you have to forgive yourself because I can guarantee your, your loved one would not want you to hold on to that as hard as it may be. Um, and one of my things that my best friend, you know, one of the best pieces of advice that she gave me was the things that I wish that I could have said to my dad or would have said to my dad at that time, get a journal and just start writing a letter. Just start writing everything that you wish that you would have said to him. You can file it away. You can, you know, whatever you want to do with that letter, but sit down and write that letter mm -hmm. um, so that you can get some closure. Because until you do, you won't be able to get closure, you know, and give yourself the permission to forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. um, as far as resiliency, um, as far as like bouncing back after, after the passing, I would say give yourself time. You know, um, and and give yourself the grace to know that, um, you know, it is OK for you to be sad. That is a part of life. It doesn't matter what your rank is. It doesn't matter who where you you've come from. It doesn't matter your background. It is OK to be sad. Mm -hmm. And it is OK to be happy. So, Thank you. yeah. Thank you so much. And like I said, I was a little nervous sharing that story because it was like, that, it, it was messed up. And I saw your reaction. I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't give you a reaction. I, just <laughs> I thought was, you were like. <laughs> no, that, that, who am I to judge? Yes, ma'am. That's not, nope. that, listen, I'm not here. I've not been put on this earth to judge you or anybody else in this room. Like, um, I was just talking about that on the way here, that no person that's walking this earth in this moment is blameless. No one. And so until we can realize that not only we're not blameless, but also the people around us aren't blameless, we cannot see people because a lot of times we're so judgmental when other people make mistakes. We are mm -hmm. so judgmental when other people uh, make mistakes that we hold on to it. That's how those grudges and anger and hatred and all of that stuff people hang on to. Mm. Why? Because we're looking at them through a lens that we can't even see ourselves. Yeah. Right. It's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that that concludes the the big topic. Okay. Now we're going to get into some fun sections. We okay. got some questions. All you right. You can just shoot through these. All right. Um, we have a question that was uh, sent in. Do you ever feel when you were younger that you'd be as impactful as you are now? Oh, I thought I was going to be even more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's still coming. Why? Because I have dreams, man. I have yeah. dreams. I, I I have a vision. It's and just it's the not, beginning. Yeah, it's just the beginning. And it's not so much for me. It's just I believe that I am in the business of changing lives. Mm -hmm. I believe, you know, I, I heard Tina Turner saying something to Oprah Winfrey. I was listening to one of her uh, interviews, and she was so happy. She said, I'm so happy. She said, because I fulfilled my purpose. I've done what I came to this earth to do. Mm -hmm. She said, and now I'm just happy and living out, just, just, just relaxing and living out my life. And so for me, I know that I know I'm not going anywhere anytime soon because 
there is so much more and so many more lives that I'm supposed to be touching. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it because, listen, we're changing one life at a time. Mm -hmm. One life at a time. time. Thank you. That's the same mentality we have is even if we're just impacting one listener. Yeah. um, Then it was worth it. Then this podcast was worth it. Absolutely. Um, We're not, I mean, being air force famous or military famous podcast it would be nice but the the goal is definitely to impact you know individuals that that definitely need it and even if it's just one it, it would be worth it um so next question um picture yourself in a world where you never joined the military and you got to work your dream job what would you be doing i would be um opening the next day after beyonce finished her concert yeah, I mean, not only opening. I'm sorry, I would be headlining. Yeah, yeah. Man. You, you sing? Yes, I do. Um, but the turn up the music. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, but that's that's exactly what I would be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, man. And and that's see, that's the stuff that it, it it'd be cool to know. Yeah. If we were just to ask you, you know, out in the street, if you know, we just were having a conversation, is, yeah. You know, that's kind of what that question was constructed for is just you know like you know we're not saying you you wanted to go that route initially but if you were having uh, everyone has like a dream job or something like that what would you be doing and yeah. you know i i honestly didn't expect that answer yeah, so that's, that's okay. pretty cool um so next question is there any advice you were given uh, you were given from an older person when you were younger that you didn't take that you wish you did and if so what was it Oh, that's a great question. Uh, let's see here. Um, I wouldn't say I was that much younger. I was actually here as an airman basic, and I remember a tech sergeant, Shirley Harmon. Um, she said to me, she said, never say whenever what you'll never do. One more time. That was, I mean, just that simple, because I, <laughs> I had heard that somebody did something, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I would never. And she stopped me in my tracks, and she said, never say what you'll never do. And I tell, I'll tell you that I think 10 years later, I ended up doing that exact same thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, the reason I, the question is because it's like whenever, you know, I don't know if this happened to you, but whenever I was younger, you know, the adults or even like the 21 year olds and up when I was like 15 or 14, whatever the number is, they're like, Yo, enjoy while you're young or whatever. It's just like enjoy being young or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what do these guys know, man? I just want to grow up already and do the cool things that everybody else is doing. Yeah. I was like, oh, dang. And <laughs> now I, I see what they were talking that, about, yeah. adulting. <laughs> but, yep. um, yeah, um, thank you. Um, next question. How do you hold yourself to such a respectable esteem constantly? Is it adversity, self-growth, or just being born with it? Say say that again. How do you hold yourself at such a respectable esteem constantly? Is it adversity, self uh, self growth, or just being born with it? Born with it. So how do I hold myself accountable? Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yes. How do I uh, hold myself accountable? Uh, well, because one, I know that my daughters are watching me. Mm. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for me, and I don't want to let her down. I mean, neither, neither one of my daughters down because I feel like I'm like, I, I might be a role model for a whole lot of people, yeah. but 
they are the two who matter the most. Yeah. And I need to get this right for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's good advice for me. Definitely to be on my toes, making sure that I'm a good influence to my son or daughter, whatever the baby, you know, the gender is. Um, But I think it's important though, that your kids know that you're not perfect either. Because for yeah, a long absolutely. time, my youngest daughter, she wouldn't tell me some things because she was like, because, you know, uh, I just didn't want to disappoint you. I didn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, where are y'all getting this from? Why do y'all think I had yeah. this perfect life? You know, and what I found was is because I was shielding them for, from some of the things that I had experienced. You were kind of being vulnerable. And, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's that's good advice for sure. Mm-hmm. I would I'd feel like I'd do the same thing, uh, is try to give them a standard of myself and always be on that standard, mm-hmm. and and not realize that's not teaching a lesson within itself that I should be teaching them. You know, learning from your mistakes is not always a bad thing. Exactly. But if I can help you, you know, with the uh, a mistake before you can make a mistake is also good as well. It's just depending. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, this is before or after joining the military. doesn't matter when. Uh, What is your most memorable moment? Well, I won't say the first thing that popped in my head because it relates to my oldest brother. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's see another second, second Mm -hmm. memorable moment, most memorable moment. Um. Oh, that's so good. Uh, okay. Um, this is boring to most people, but um, I've had throat issues um over the last few years, and so I hadn't been singing and um you know at, at all as much as I needed to. Um, and we had the AFSA conference, Air Force Sergeants Association conference. I think that was last year or something. And they asked me to sing the anthem. And, of course, I shied away from it because I'm, you know, just scared that my voice might crack or or Mm -hmm. do something because it's been the way it's been. And I heard myself and I finished. And when I finished, like, it wasn't like a vain moment, but it was a I'm so proud of you, girl. Yeah. I am so proud of you. And uh, I mean, because it, it's it sounded pretty amazing. Yeah. And I was shocked to hear that because I hadn't heard that in so long. And so, Man. yeah, Um that is the most recent memorable moment. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, last question is, uh, people want to know what your SoundCloud is. My SoundCloud? <laughs> what is that? It's where people post like their own music where you don't get copyrighted and stuff. It, it was worth a shot. It's not really a question, but we're still trying to... <laughs> so what is that? What does that mean? Oh, so SoundCloud is an application. Okay. Um, you know how like Spotify? Yeah. Um, Basically, like if I were to get like a Beyonce song and then take out her voice and then put my voice on it, if I post that on Spotify, I could get copyright striked for that uh-huh. and get sued for that. But if I were to do it on a free platform like Spot uh, or Sa- SoundCloud, am I getting this right? Um, like that's where most like mixtapes are posted, like to where people gotcha. can like post like Still instrumentals that that are familiar, yeah. but they're putting their own lyrics in it. So like I, we were just saying like. So if, the- yeah so we were like if you post you're singing that would be cool but oh man we understand that's that's good yeah yeah i'll 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 have to give you that the next time i'm on here we'll we'll see awesome that's good so episode six we finally 
got a skit for our guests to participate in. I'm ready. Let's do it. One. Uh, if you can give me the bag. So this is uh, Mexican candy roulette. Uh, roulette. So do you candy. like candy? You don't eat candy. You told me you don't. You can't so eat. So I'm that. not gonna participate in this with you. But I've seen. Well, how you gonna? How you gonna? How you gonna have people I'm, on your show I'm and you don't participate? All right, let's do okay, it. So wait. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so my wife. Wow. Um, I'm not gonna mention the names because I'm nervous and. I I feel like I could botch some of the names. All right. But mm, yeah. <laughs> uh we got the Lucas Squinkly's Salsagetti's. Right. Um so the name of this I wouldn't say it's a game. And you feel free not to eat all of it. You can just taste, taste it. it. All right. Um and you have a water. Okay. Um That's so That's why you got this water. Yeah. <laughs> so this guest okay. or the guest will participate in a test tasting Mexican candy. I'm ready. Let's then do it. rate them from least to most favorite. So um I would say start off with this one. I feel like this is a setup. Nah. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But I mean, I thought it would I be I like a good candy. Idea. Okay. So this this is a <laughs> Initial thoughts? <laughs> Is this some kind of cayenne pepper or something? No, no, no. It's not spicy. So actually, I know this candy. I can't pronounce it, but it's uh, it's a candy that you put in like mango nadas, like in. You a... must have not tasted it. It is spicy. It is. Mm -hmm. It uh, nah. Yeah. Are, 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 what's your spice tolerance? Oh, I can go. Okay. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. I got a grown woman's mouth. All right. What's the next one? I'll tell. You. Okay. This one. I like some candy. The sprinklers. This one's uh, the watermelon flavor. This is, I mean. Let me rinse that out. So yeah. I, sure I could taste it. Um, I forgot what my wife compared it to. Mm, that's pretty good. I, I wish I could taste it. Then I could tell you, or you probably tell me. But that's one of my wife's favorites. This one. Yeah. I can't really tell. I mean, Mexican candy is known for that kind of kick of, like a chamoy and kind of taste like a. I see what they're doing. They're doing here. It's yeah. like a watermelon flavor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. So so far, this one over this one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll keep this over here. Okay. I have a special challenge for this one. This one's uh, oh, De La cheese? Rosa. Wait. Um. So, are you allergic to peanut butter? I'm not allergic to anything. Okay. Do I look like I'm allergic to food? Well, I was just asking. I gotta be safe. I don't want. You know, I don't. No, nobody has an EpiPen here, right? No. <laughs> I won't need it. Let's do it. Okay. Um. So the challenge here. Now, I was very careful with it. So De it could la be my, Rosa. My, but the challenge is to open this without cracking any of the the candy. Okay. Did you crack it already? Mm, as far as my knowledge, no. Knowledge, no. So if it's cracking a little bit, it's fine. But you can definitely tell. I don't know. It's like a, it's a thing to where, like, if you could pull it out, like, and, it, and it's, like, perfect circle. And it you can, you definitely know if there's. Oh, because it's stuck. There we go. Ah, boo. No, it's okay. Honestly, that's actually really good. If you like peanut butter, that's one of my favorites. It it kind of like melts in mm. your mouth. It's good. Yeah, it tastes like Reese's. Tastes yeah. Like oh, but you can't eat that, huh? It's, what time is it? What time is it? That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um. 
So you can eat these four. You can half them. I I believe so. So this one is um, oh, that's, that's this good. one is uh, pica tamarinda or uh, tamarind. Rebecca, I'm so sorry if I'm getting this wrong. I'm trying. And this is the pica fresca. So I know that one of them is kind of like a strawberry flavor or a cherry flavor. And so okay. um, I don't know if you can chew. You can chew the outside. I don't think you can chew straight in the middle. Why not? Because uh, I haven't had those in a long time. And I don't know if there's like, I don't think there's anything in the middle. Like a jawbreaker. I don't think there is. It's probably just tough at the way beginning. There's the dry raisin. <laughs> no, no. There's a raisin. <laughs> Do you need a? You need something to throw it out. I don't like taste of this one. <laughs> Yo, can we? Those are right. Here, here, you can use this. Bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe this one's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but hey, I'm actually. I mean, I'm not saying I'm enjoying the ones that you don't like. But I'm happy that the guest is finally participating in something. Like, who's going to say, like... Yeah, why not, man? Yeah. You got to live life. So, I don't know if that one's similar. I think it's different. Because I remember one is a different flavor. <laughs> one pretty good. Yeah, that one's good. Mm-hmm. But you, like I said, you can. You don't have to eat the whole thing. You can spit it out. All right. Uh, just uh, the... Okay, I'll kind of remember the rappers. Um, this one, oh. I really wanted to get, now, everyone knows when it comes to the Mexican lollipops, the pero elote, the one that is like the corn, but it's like mango flavored is like the best one. If not the watermelon one, it has the tamarindo and I wanted to get so much more candy, but since we're overseas, I wanted to get like the duvaline. I wanted to get, uh, the bubulubu, like more better candy. I just thought about something. I can't read the back of this thing. I don't know what's in there. I better not be magically popping up to take a test. Oh, no, no, no. You should be fine. 100%. <laughs> so, I mean, that I mean that one doesn't have any alcohol, even though it has, like, a beer on it. I swear. Oh, okay. That's what I, alcohol, I knew when you were... Right? No. Oh, okay. So, the... Yeah, it, it's okay. Hey, you, don't, you don't have to... You don't, <laughs> well, I mean, the flavor is in the middle, so. Mm. This is good. Yeah, I haven't tried that one, but I know the the Vero uh, brand. Mm-hmm. They make a lot of the lollipops. So, can you kind of describe what you were tasting right there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know what that is. Um, is like a root beer? No. Is it like a soda? <laughs> How's it sound in there? Marcy? I don't know. <laughs> I'll keep it. Huh? because <laughs> he can hear him, yeah. so. um this was one of my favorite ones that's spaghetti mm-hmm. what does it taste like spaghetti so i want to say it kind of resembles this one like i i mean it's kind of the same one but there's Different a texture. there's a chamoy sauce that you need to add it onto it so like I, you don't have to eat all of it but I would I like su- candy. <laughs> I would su- I would suggest that you put the chamoy in there. Where's it's it? on the bottom. It's in the yellow package like it's a mustard, but it's not mustard, I swear. So, I mean, to be honest, Ooh. that's yeah. I don't like sauces. Yeah. Sauces? Like sauce. sauce. Unless it's hot sauce. Mm. 
I feel bad that we didn't. I didn't think about getting napkins. Ah, oh, I didn't touch it. It's good. Oh, well, no. I mean, like, if you're like, you got the sauce on there. Yeah, it didn't give it any flavor, though. Really? Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> the sound guy is going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Mm -mm. It has no oh, flavor. My heart. Yeah. Mikorosod. Mikorosod. <laughs> um. Another lollipop. So, I mean, like, you'll see the trend. Oh, wait. Of... I'm sorry. Go huh? ahead. You're supposed to pass it to me. Oh, no. You're good. You, you can. You I go. got a little excited. I'm like. No. You... Now, I know these are guys. Y'all got to give me slack for for people who are all about Mexican candy. I know I, this, this is what is I can delicious. work with. This you know? is delicious, man. Well, no. They're probably wondering, like, you gave her, like, not even the like the best camera. Yeah. I know they have, like. Oh, a... wow. Uh, I know they have um, people love the the Lucas one with the the squiggly hair. I can't taste it. This. Oh dang! You probably have to bite into it, but I wouldn't do it. It's probably a jawbreaker. Oh, I was about to do it. No. Yeah, this has no flavor. Well, this so, was still a fun experience for me. Here's my lineup. Of uh, favorite to least favorite. Here we go. Favorite. Yeah, these. The, the, yeah, I think so. All right, so definitely the the top two favorites right here. If you can see that, I'm gonna just. Oh, a peanut. That's peanut butter. Oh, so dang! I forgot too. about that. So that's first one. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, the De La Rosa. You are. That's like pretty good. Yeah, man. Um, I'm kind of surprised about this. A lot of people love this one, the salsa Gettys. When I put uh, the sauce on there, it yeah. it's not a lot of flavor. Sometimes I'll be eating in one go. I'll put the sauce and I'll just, one scoop, everything's gone. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I don't, it's okay. But <laughs> sorry about the, the little don't ones right sorry. here. Don't worry, sorry. That's the whole point of the game. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, the only thing that's left is to give our gift. So what we try to do is give a gift to every guest. Oh, wow. Um, we did give a guest. Uh, we did give a gift to our last guest. I know we didn't <coughs> record it. But we still gave it to him, so we forgive uh, forgive us for not recording it. But Aww. just know that our our last guest uh, still got a gift. Oh, uh, but there you go. That's cool, man. Thank you. So we wanted to and give of you, course we wanted to give you two. <laughs> oh, yay! All right, don't yeah. open it, but you can cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yes, here's to you for pouring into. Right. So mm. for pouring into your peers, pouring into the people around you, pouring into your leaders and today for pouring into me here, here. Thank you. Yes. Um, so any closing remarks? Um, anything at all to recap or anything? Um, uh, not really to recap. I think we got enough. Uh, but I will say, you know, to each of you, just know that it's OK to be who you are. Um you don't have to be a replica of anyone. Mm. Um, it is okay for you not to always be okay. And it is okay for you to say something to someone if that's the case. Uh, it is okay for you to let people into your life. Um, you don't have to do this thing alone. None of us were made to go through this journey alone. And then finally, um, it's okay for you to be happy. So at the end of the day, we all get to make a choice, mm -hmm. right? I'm not saying that you won't go through different things. Um, you won't ha have certain situations in your lives, but,
but do know that you can come out of it and the way you respond is your choice. So be happy and uh, find the right people to be around, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Charmaine All Kelly. All right. For thank you for you. having me. Yeah. I appreciate very, that. Very excited to have you, and and I really believe people are going to enjoy this episode. So I'm thank excited. you so much. And for those listening, uh, I haven't suggested it in a while, but I just wanted to let you know if you ever want to see somebody on the podcast, or if you want to see anybody, uh, be sure to leave it in the comments, um, and we'll work our way around to scheduling them, and then we'll interview them. If you want to get on the podcast, leave it in the comments. Let us know anything comments. Um, any suggestions that you may have, I know I we did the Mexican candy roulette, but if you have any ideas, uh, please let us know, and then uh, your idea could be featured on the After Duty uh, Hours podcast. Uh, we really appreciate uh, appreciate all our our listeners. Uh, we have 63 subscribers on YouTube. Um, that's 37 away from um, 100. I've never personally never had 100 subscribers on YouTube, so I really do appreciate everyone uh, who's supporting us. Um, listening to our episodes and remember we're out here to um, give you a voice um, and and be a platform for everybody in the KMC area and even everybody in the U.S. military or even people just you know in the KMC community Um, so thank you again and we'll see you later yeah thank you so much for having me thank you